Hey, this is Pastor Tim. I'm Scotty. And this is Jonathan. Welcome back to the MVP, the Mountain View podcast. We are so glad to have Dr. Tim back with, the, with us on the couch as he is back from Belize. And so we are excited to jump in to a point from his message on Sunday. What do you got for us today, Dr. Tim? On Sunday, we talked about Satan being the father of lies. And when you get to thinking what Jesus said, he absolutely said that there is no truth in Satan at all. None. So every time you think about this, if you take what Jesus said, every time Satan opens up his mouth, it's a lie. There's no truth in him. He cannot tell the truth. Um, and so when you think about lying, we never really think of it that way. When we think about lying, you know, we, we think about it benefiting, benefiting us somehow, but we never stop to say, oh, I just lied. I lied like the father of lies, Satan. You know, we, we really don't put ourselves in that category whatsoever. And so when we talk about lies, I mean, think about it. We see it all over in the Bible where Satan lies unto Eve. Um, we see Abraham who lies to Pharaoh. You know, you, you see lies all the way through the Bible and it's almost like it's so easy, as I said, for us to do that, you know, especially, you know, if we, we look back and, and in our own lives, especially when we were children, it was easy to lie. And because we knew lies had consequences and we didn't want to get in trouble. And so when we start lying as children, it continues through our teenage years and it continues in our adult years. And it becomes a habit. And we see that everywhere. The thing that interests me um, is something that you brought up a couple of different times. And and it's interesting to, to watch the way our lives develop. Because as kids, we just say, we just straight up, like, say the opposite. Did you do that? No, I didn't do that. But then as we get into teenagers, we get into more of this Abraham Isaac kind of lie that's like, well, technically, I didn't lie because what I said was true. But you brought up the point Sunday that a lie is anything meant to deceive. That even if the, the statement is fact, the intent to deceive is there. Therefore, it is a lie. And when we start moving and retraining our brains... Because we can, we talked about this while you were gone, we can convince ourselves that a lot of things are okay if they are technically true. But when we get into the reality of what our intent is, whether it's attempt to, attempt to deceive or, or whatever, that's when we really start being confronted with the reality of, of, of who we are and, and, and what we're, we're trying to do. I think we we want to imagine ourselves a lot of time as as uh, better or more honest than we are, and so we almost move our own goal goalposts. Goal goal. Why is that so hard for me? We move our own goalposts, and uh, just to try to convince ourselves that we're you know I didn't. I told Jonathan that that shirt looked really good on him on Sunday, and it kind of didn't. But I was just doing it to to you know, spare his feelings or whatever. We, we start trying to convince ourselves that our lies are not really bad or are not really hurtful or not really a sin because we, we just 
we move our own goalposts. We try to justify it to ourselves. And that's what Abraham did. I mean, you know, he goes in, he goes into this foreign land, and he wants to tell Pharaoh, listen, he knows himself that he's got a beautiful wife, you know, and uh, he doesn't want that to interfere with them coming into Egypt. And so what happens, he says, uh, this is my half-sister, you know, um, and he wants to justify his stand to protect himself. But when we do that, the end result is Pharaoh saw Abraham and Sarah smooching and said, oh, man, this is a different kind of relationship. This can't be right. He has these dreams and, you know, Pharaoh's going crazy. And Abraham has to admit that he lied. And, you know, I said this before, you would think that if you get caught once, you wouldn't do it again, but he does it again, right? It just comes so natural to us to be able to lie, to benefit ourselves, whether we want to admit that or not. And it's so interesting that many times, and and I think this is, is, is very true, let me rephrase that, that many times this is a very just and... um reaction that we get in deeper trouble when we lie and try to cover it up and then the truth is exposed versus if we had just told the truth to begin with for instance if you if you go and you break a lamp and you say no i didn't break it and that was if you if you had admitted to it it would have been like a week a week's um being grounded for a week but when you lie it's like okay you broke the lamp and you lied about it so now you're grounded for a month that was uh just to be a little personal that was my biggest downfall in in school or like uh, growing up uh i was in sixth grade and i i failed this span uh, not spanish science test and uh, i didn't know that they had rolled out to where your parents could look at your grades online that was a new thing that was a completely new thing. And so I threw this this test that I failed, threw it away. And I was like, I will never tell my mother that I got this test back. So like two weeks later, she asks me, having already checked my my uh my grades, Scotty, how'd you do on that uh how'd you do on that test in Miss Martin's class a couple weeks ago? And I was like, Oh, you know, I know, I don't know. I don't know. We just we, we never we never got it back. And she goes, Oh, oh really? You never you never got it back? Because it said that it was graded. A week and a half ago. It says you made like a 36 on it. You sure you never got it back? Are you sure? Are you sure you never got it back? And I got in so much trouble, not only because I had failed this test, but also because I I had thrown it away and lied to her about it. And sometimes we try to argue even that even further. No, mom, I was not a 36. You misread it. It was yeah, a 63. Right. That's right. You know, even though I flunked it, I want to make myself look a little bit better. But, you know, that's that's part of the consequences of lying is being exposed to what happens. And, and and we're not just talking about spiritual things. I mean, look at politicians. You know, why do we not trust politicians? Because the old joke is every time a politician opens his mouth, it's a lie. And those are exposed. And what happens is we've lost the ability to tell the truth a lot of times from the very beginning. And I think COVID was one of those things that, the government at that time had the perfect opportunity to come out and say, listen, we're unsure about this. We don't know all the facts. We don't know all the things that's happening. We've developed a shot. We are hoping 
we are praying that this will work, that it'll stop it. You know, we don't have much uh, research about this, you know, on, 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 on. And if they would have been more honest about it, other people would have been more honest to respond in ways of, you know, you're right. Maybe I should consider, you know, taking a shot. Maybe I should consider this or that. But when they come out and say, here's what you're going to do, A, B, C, and D, and it just doesn't seem right, and then you find out later that it's a lot of it was just speculation, it turned into lies, manipulation, we, we lose the ability to hear the truth anymore. Well, I think this goes back to what Scotty was saying and even what you were saying earlier, Dr. Tim, is that in so many ways, we always want to put our best foot forward. And that goes, I think that went for the government. Of They're like, if, if we tell them the honest 100% truth, they're going to lose faith in us because we are unsure. Whereas the opposite actually happened because they were not up front. There was room for conspiracy theories and and misinformation and that kind of stuff. Whereas we do the same thing. When somebody comes to us and say, how does this shirt look? We don't want to hurt their feelings, but we at the same time, we want to make sure we're not seen as a jerk and a bad guy. So we go, oh, it looks great, whatever. And so we, we end up setting ourselves up for failure because we are just trying to impress and look good and put our best foot forward instead of being honest and open. We set ourselves up in those moments for, um, in, in this, in this scenario where, where I have tried to spare your feelings on this shirt, which this is all fake. You look fine on Sunday. Like in this fake scenario, um, I've, I've opened myself up to, to more lies in the future by not just being honest. Like, you know, maybe that's not the right cut for you or whatever, which would make me seem like a jerk in the moment by trying to spare your feelings that has made it uh, easier in my mind or more justifiable or whatever to lie to you in the future. It, it's almost the William Hung um, scenario from American Idol. Uh, so the guy gets up there, uh, if, if you're unfamiliar with, with the story, just just Google it. The guy gets up there to sing and uh, he's been told, and, and you see this over and over and over again uh, in all of these talent shows, They've been told their entire life they're just such fantastic singers and then they open their mouth and the first words out of everybody's mouth is you were lied to. Um, and that's not benefiting. That's not really not benefiting anyone. Yes, you as the person who said it may may not feel bad because you didn't hurt their feelings, but then you're also responsible for them going on national TV and making an absolute fool of themselves. And And so... When we, when we talk about these type of lies, we understand that as believers, we have the Holy Spirit who's supposed to lead us in all truth. And it seems like we give a, an area to lie using, you know, Satan's deception of lies versus using the Holy Spirit of truth. And so I think, I think for me, um, I'm hoping that really looking at this in a whole different light that I am going to really, really try to be honest in the way that brings truth. Um, and yes, truth does hurt. 
truth is is not what a lot of people want to hear. I don't know that I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> but why do we want to lie to someone and when they go somewhere else, other people tell them the truth? You know, so as Christians, we lie to people, but yet when they go to the world, they're not really lying to them in a sense, you know, um, in some aspects. And, and, and they tend to lean more toward the world because the world's been more honest with them rather than the Christians. And so I, I think sometimes we can, we can do it injustice for people, you know, by not giving them the truth. Now, I'm not saying that every person you meet that you should give them the truth the first 30 seconds that you meet this person. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about when you build these relationships, you're able to communicate truth to these people. Now, I guess there are times when you'll meet somebody for the first time and, you know, bang, there it is. But our intent is to get people the truth, to move them from where they're at to a relationship with Christ. And and so we, we see this taking place. You know, that's the Old Testament. Then you got Ananias and Sapphira who makes this pledge, you know, this thought that I'm going to sell my land and give it all to the church. They lied to the Holy Spirit and they died because of the lies. I'm glad we don't die every time we lie. Uh, we probably wouldn't be sitting here. For sure we would not be sitting here. Uh, additionally, I think it's important that we, we go ahead and add this caveat that speaking the truth shouldn't be an excuse for just indiscriminately giving every opinion you have. This is probably not okay to say, but my least favorite kind of people are the people like, I tell the truth even when it hurts. I don't, I like, I, I, I just speak my mind. I speak, and I'm like, hun, like, biblically we are still called to speak the truth in love, that when we are speaking the truth to somebody, that it's done in a, in a way that they receive it as love, and two, is done in a way that is moving them further towards the kingdom of Christ. And it's not just saying, going up to every random person and saying, purple hair looks stupid on people, don't do it. Or those jeans are way too tight for your body or whatever it is. It doesn't give it, it's not a, it's not a blank check. We still have to temper the truth with the gospel and we have to be sure that we understand that truth and opinion are not synonymous. Every action that we take and every statement that we make in truth should always leave the the door open to to share with that person in the future. If we if we go in and we tell the truth like an absolute jerk and and hurt someone's feelings or make them, you know, angry to the point that they they don't want to listen to what we have to say anymore we've just closed a door with them and that that is where the the truth in love or the the in love part i think is is super important to me personally is is i don't ever want to um through my my words or actions shut down the opportunity to be able to to share christ with somebody so we've looked at lies you know, as far as lies in the Bible, as far as as lying. But, you know, there are times in the Bible where people lied and it seemed to be good. You know, Pharaoh had told <laughs> the uh, the ladies who were delivering babies 
you know, for the for the Jewish nation to kill every boy baby. And yet when they were asked if they were doing their job, they said, yeah, we're killing them all. And they were not. Matter of fact, they had a little boy named Moses who was saved through all of this. And so sometimes we'll justify, hey, if I lie, <laughs> God's going to work this all out. Well, I don't think that's the intent that we should we should go through life of, I'm going to lie, God will work it out. I don't think that's the intent neither. Now, would we lie if, you know, our lives were in jeopardy? If we had a gun to our head, uh, would we lie to get out of that situation or would we tell the truth? You know, um, how would we, how would we handle that? You know, that that's a very, very delicate line. You know, um, you remember back to the Colorado high school shooting. One of the girls, you know, was was thinking, I'm not going to renounce Christ. I'm going to I'm not going to lie about it. You know, what would we do? That's that's exactly where my head went, because her name was Rachel. I remember that. And I her parents came to speak at a thing that I was at 100 years ago. Um, and that that's such a hard that that's such a hard question to to sort of answer. So, but there's there's two sides of that that question. One is, would you lie? Would you would you lie to save your own life? Like by by saying, I, I can't even think of an example. But it, to me, there's a a big difference between renouncing Christ and just <laughs> regular lying. But then the, here's the other question. Say you are a Jewish sympathizer in the middle of World War II and Nazis bust up in your house and you got Jews hiding in your basement and they say, do you have any Jews here? And you say, I mean, do you lie? Because if you tell the truth, it's not just your life. It's the life of all these people you were saving. And and it's, they the the people you are lying to are acting in the opposite um they're acting contrary to God's will and God's plan and God's law so there is a huge like amorphous gray area that you're like there's so many intellectual and ethical questions that land right in the middle of that that it's really hard to wade through and I agree. It, it's just one of those things that we would have to be in those situations and we would see what we would do because we could say one thing and totally do the opposite. Absolutely. So we're going to leave it there. Um, and so we are going to transition from lies and why are there lies? Why do people lie? It's to deceive. And so we're going to be looking at that word deceive this coming week. And so they kind of go hand in hand. But there's a purpose behind that. And and so when we lie, we are purposely deceiving someone with great intent, again, to make ourselves look better or to gain something out of it. And so that's what we'll be looking at um, this week. Um, and I'm not lying about that. Thank you so much, Dr. Tim. Scotty, we're glad that you could join us. We hope to see you back next week for another episode of the MVP.